0: Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Sally Deo Gloria. Well, welcome everybody to this episode of the Doctrine Matters Podcast. This is one podcast of many that belong to a community of podcasts known as the Christian Podcast Community. Now if you would like more content, please check out the Christian Podcast Community and where you will find this podcast as well as many others, you will also find another podcast which I help host is called the Christian Foundry Podcast. We look at a lot of doctrine, a lot of theology. We are actually in the middle of looking at primary doctrines that we as Christians should believe. So head on over to the Christian Foundry podcast to check that out. And then there you will find, again, much more content from many amazing men and women that seek to glorify God through these podcast channels. So it's been a minute since I've done one of these episodes here on the Dr. Matters podcast. That seems to be kind of how things have gone lately. And every time I come back to do an episode, there seems to be a lot happening in our world. There's been three big things that have happened. We have had multiple Shootings, the, the latest uh being well actually the latest I read that some people were shot and killed in a church parking lot in Iowa a couple of days ago. It was five people killed in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and before that, many of you know the Uvalde, Texas, with the children at the elementary school, which was tragic. But we also have seen that, and the second thing, which this is in no particular order, by the way, but the second thing that we see that has happened in our culture is this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial that came to a conclusion just the other day in this defamation trial that seemed to catch the hearts and the eyes of many people in America and even across the world as we know it as many people tuned in to watch this there was a verdict reached in that case and I want to kind of talk to that some too and I want to tie it into the third major thing that is happening in our culture as of late and that is the the Couple hundred page report put out by the Southern Baptist Convention that would show alleged sex abuse and alleged cover up within the Southern Baptist community of churches. And um, that's just been a, a report that's been hard to read. If you have read that, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, I really want to kind of tie those two in together. I'm going to do another episode specifically about the Southern Baptist Convention and the report that came out about sexual abuse and cover up and really look at the reasoning this has happened and looking at a victim standpoint and then what got us to this position in the first place. Because, I'll give you a hint, I think it's because the Southern Baptist Convention over the last 50 plus years have wandered away from the scriptures. They have really sought to be a little more worldly in their approach, and they have gotten away from the scriptures and not held people accountable as they should have which has opened the door for many things, which we've seen in the report today. And uh, so I'm going to talk about that in depth here in the next couple of days on an episode geared specifically toward that. But I, toward that, but I want to tie the, the two of those together, the Johnny Depp trial and the Amber Heard trial. And I want to tie it into that report about women and uh, being victims of sexual abuse. There is a lot of talk about women right now in our culture, even within the church, where they, you know, complementarianism, egalitarianism. There's a lot of things going on and a lot of talk about women. There's a lot of talk about women being victims of abuse, whether that be physical, sexual, emotional. And that's really what this whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial was about. Now, let me just be clear from the get here. I am not in any way trying to be some TMZ e entertainment type podcast episode where we're going to really highlight the johnny depp amber heard trial because we're not going to do that because ultimately they would say that johnny depp won his trial but there was also a uh, countersuit that was happening by amber heard and i think she won a portion of that as well so they both kind of won their cases in a sense i think johnny depp was the more uh, rightful winner if you will but from that when amber heard you know she lost her case ultimately she put out a statement, as well did Johnny Depp. But we're going to look at Amber Heard's statement, and not all of it. We're going to look at just a portion of what she said. And then we're going to look at a passage of Scripture that kind of ties all this together here, That what I want to talk about on this episode. But the first thing, after uh, this loss by Amber Heard, she put out a statement. And part of this statement said this. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could public, could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. Now, let me say this. She has been publicly shamed as a result of her lies and a, a result of just kind of the crazy things that have happened and went on around this trial, which is, uh, it's, it's neither here nor there. So I was, I will say this, that no one, especially any believer should be publicly shaming anyone. But I want to talk about this in light of the sexual allegations and abuse that came out from the Southern Baptist convention. What she says here is interesting. She says, because she lost her case, which she claimed that Johnny Depp would physically abuse her, sexually abuse her and emotionally abuse her. And and we're not here to argue whether that's true, whether that's false. We're not here to argue whether the jury did a good job or not in their deliberations, What I am here specifically wanting to say here on this episode of this podcast is that she put out this statement that said she is more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. Now, let me just say this. Violence against women or men should not happen, especially in the life of a believer. I do not condone violence, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, or uh, spiritual abuse, or any other kind of abuse that you can think of. I do not condone that, nor do the guys that I do the podcast with on the Christian Foundry podcast condone that, and I am quite sure that nobody within the Christian podcast community would condone violence against women or men. The Bible teaches us not to do that. Now, here is the thing that I want to be careful of and cautious of. It seems like with the Me Too movement and with people throwing out the idea or or allegations of sexual abuse or things like that, that many times these things are right. People are putting forth correct narratives. They are saying, yes, this happened. And indeed, after it is sought out, it is believed to be 100 percent true. And that person should be found guilty, that physically, emotionally, whatever abuses women, they should repent of that sin. And if it is a pastor, that person should never preach again. Um, that person should uh, go through some serious, serious um, counsel and uh, biblical counseling and be restored. Uh, but no, that doesn't mean that that person should ever preach again. Either way, I believe in any case of sexual abuse that person should be held accountable to the law and to the Bible. And uh, I would say that and argue that we get our modern day law from the Bible anyway, but uh, that's another topic for another time. But that person should be held accountable. So I am not condoning sexual abuse or any of those things or physical abuse or anything. But what I am going to say is this, is that Amber Heard seems to have this idea, as many women in our culture do, that if you say it, It's got to be true. You must believe every woman that says she's been physically or sexually abused. Now, I will say this. We should listen to take those accusations seriously, take those allegations seriously, and do whatever it takes to investigate, to define, or to to determine whether or not this person is right or wrong in what they're saying. Now, We don't just discount women when they say they've been physically or sexually abused. We don't discount men when they say they've been physically or sexually abused. We don't roll our eyes at them. We don't shrug it off. We don't sweep it under the rug. We don't do any of those things. We take these things seriously. But what Amber Heard and many other women would like us to believe is that if we say it or if they say it, it must be true. Now, I understand that this could be very controversial, but I want to be clear here. I'm not trying to be controversial. I want to be biblical in all that we do. So one of the things that happens in the Southern Baptist Convention, as well as other denominations, as well as in everyday life outside of the church, is people make accusations and women in general against men and and are the public and the people that are told are supposed to automatically believe this happened and go straight to the source and begin to berate them, hold them accountable, etc. But I think that what has happened in this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial gives us a really clear signal as to how we should handle such things. We take them seriously, but we do our due diligence in investigating the things, gathering all the facts, listening to all the people, listening to all the witnesses. Now, there are some things that we must do in the meantime. We must separate the two people. We must make sure that they don't come back together. We must make sure that uh, there is clear guidelines and rules as these things are investigated, because a lot of times these accusations are true. But then there are times where they're not. Again, I'm not here to argue Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, whether this trial is right, whether it's wrong, whether it's indifferent. It doesn't matter to me. But what it does say to me is that Amber Heard believes that this is a step back because people aren't going to take allegations seriously from women. But the problem with people like Amber Heard is they think that when they say it, it, it from the jump must be believed and and handled to the full extent of the law without any kind of reaching out, studying the situation, investigation, or anything like that. Now, I want to read to you from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18. There's a passage of Scripture within chapter 18. It's tucked right here in the middle in verse 17. That says, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. So this is a very clear verse that it seems like the first person to speak about an issue or something that's happening or something that's going on, it seems like that person should be taken at their word and it should be taken as the gospel truth until the other comes and examines him. And then we see there that that's the part of this scripture that teaches us that we must investigate and do our due diligence to make sure that the first person that has said what they have said is actually told the truth. There have been many people that have come forth and they have claimed something against somebody. That person has been held to the full extent of the law. They've gone to jail for quite some time until recent evidence comes out and they go back and declare that person not guilty and then realize that the person that made the claim the first time actually made a false accusation. Now, that person, in my opinion, should be held to the full extent of the law and even biblical law if it happens within the church and that person should be held accountable just as the person was in the get-go. So this teaches us something from a biblical perspective that, yes, we listen. Yes, we take allegations seriously. Yes, we do everything in our power to search out from an unbiased position. And what I mean by that is if some allegations come up against your best friend, you don't automatically assume your best friend is right. You don't seek out the the, the facts and then try to hide some of the facts to save your best friend's reputation. You look at it from an unbiased position, especially leaders within the church. You cannot look at this from a, Uh, worldly perspective. It must be done from a biblical perspective. Listen to the one that makes their claim or makes their case first. Listen to everything that they have to say. Listen to all of their reasoning, all of their accusations, all of the allegations, all of the things that they have. And then you must start to examine these things. You must go to the person in which they're making this claim against. You must go to the people around this person. You must talk to people that they know. This is going to take time But I think we live in a culture where everything has to be done just like this. But when we do everything just rapid fire, we want results, results, results. We want things to be done immediately in our time. That puts people at risk because if they didn't really do what people are claiming, then that could put them in a bad situation for the rest of their life. I know personally people have made false accusations against me in my life now. Uh, they're not to the extent of sexual allegations and, and physical abuse or anything like that, but just false claims in general. Now, in my case, that's just talk. People can say whatever they want to. It doesn't make it right. But when we get to serious accusations of sexual abuse or physical abuse, that's when we have to begin the process of speaking up, listening, and then doing the due diligence in examining all the evidence. Because we cannot just throw this thing down and and just pull the full hammer of the law down on somebody just because they've had a claim against them. We have to investigate it. What do insurance companies do? You make a claim, they're gonna investigate, they're gonna do their due diligence to determine if you were in the right, if you were in the wrong, what happened, what are the what are the, you know, what was the weather like when things happened, what was the environment like, what were things like? They're gonna investigate all those things before they make a decision whether or not The insurance is going to pay for your damage on your vehicle or not, or on your roof, if it's your house or anything else that, that may be have an insurance claim against it. So they're going to do their due diligence. So why would we, as the church immediately take action? I believe we can't because we do more damage then, than if we don't take, do our due diligence and really seek out the truth. That means sometimes the person that makes the claim could be found to be false, And that's just something that has to be just backed up with plenty of evidence, right? We have to have plenty of biblical evidence. We have to have plenty of physical evidence. And uh, just a a lot of prayer and fasting should go into these things. But sometimes the, the one that makes the accusation could be wrong. That doesn't mean that we shame that person. That doesn't mean that we abuse that person in any sort of way. That just means that person is found to be wrong. And then we hope that that person would be in some sort of counseling Uh, We would hope that that person would repent of the sin of lying and making false claims and false accusations. That's one of the things that the Lord hates, as we see in the book of Proverbs as well. Proverbs chapter 6, a lying tongue, one that breathes out false witnesses. And, and, And we don't need to go down that road, but if somebody does breathe out a false accusation, that person needs to be held accountable biblically. So I think that when we see Amber Heard's Response, along with many other people's response, I don't think this sets anything back. I think what it does do, it gives us time to pause and reflect on how we have been handling these things. Moving forward, looking at the allegations in the Southern Baptist Convention, I'm interested to see how these things are going to be handled. A lot of things have come out for the first time. a lot of things have been exposed. So what is going to happen? Is there going to be true repentance? Is there going to be some accountability with the law? Is there going to be some people found to have made some false claims or accusations? That is yet to be seen as this thing is really in its infant stages since this has recently come out. And on top of that, I saw a, a list of 100 pastors that have been accused and some even convicted of sexual abuse or physical abuse. But I'm interested to see what the Southern Baptist Convention is going to do. Now, just full disclaimer here, if you're still listening, is our church is no longer a part of the Southern Baptist Convention because of its liberal drift. And I know some of you may say, well, it's not a, there's not been a liberal drift. And and, and we can argue that, but uh, I would rather not argue it. I would just say it's a it just goes by individual conviction and conviction by church leaders. And for our church, we chose to withdraw from the Southern Baptist Convention. However... We are still Baptist, and this is going to have a huge effect on all churches everywhere, no matter what denomination you are. Our local news put this out, and there were a lot of people really showing what they think about the church in general as a result of sexual abuse and cover-up and things like that. But when we get down to it, I think we have to be careful and clear not to jump the gun on these things. Now, I've seen a lot of people—one like one of, the, one of, the, one of the things that come out in this, in this Baptist report— There was a high-profile pastor for many years at a church in Georgia. He was even the SBC president at one time and president of the North American Mission Board. Uh, He was loved for years by many, and just uh, one of those guys that was very easy to like, and uh, his name come out as um, sexual abuse. Now He has since come out and and say what he did was not abuse. It was, quote-unquote, consensual, but there again, this starts the process of doing due diligence to find out what's true and what's false. So it's interesting to see how people have come to the rescue and and just really planted their flag with this pastor and others who have removed their flag from this pastor's camp. And uh, really there has been no due diligence done to this point. Uh, There was a lot of things happen prior to this years ago but now this is fresh news to everybody. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. I haven't read the whole report yet but there's other accusations for other pastors in there and other things and 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 I even saw uh a video recently of a pastor that stood up after 20 years of adultery. Well, I don't think he committed adultery for 20 years. He committed adultery in his in his words 20 years ago. And this is really going to bring home what I'm what I'm saying here and the the point I'm trying to make. He stood up after 20 years of preaching and resigned from the church where he was pastor because of adultery he committed 20 years prior. Well, everybody was kind of, you know, a lot of people were in in shock and other people really just stood up and clapped for this man and went to, to surround this man and hug him and love on him. But then there was a woman in the crowd with her husband and she and her husband walked up to this microphone and the husband said, If you love us, you'll let us speak. And the wife of this man went on to speak and really spell out what this adultery looked like in this pastor's life. She said that it was basically sexual abuse, that he pretty much forced her. He manipulated her. He did all these things, and he did it when she was 16 years old. And uh, it continued for a couple of years, and and she laid it all out there. There was some more shock. There were some that still applauded the pastor. Uh, I don't agree with that. But now you have two different stories and one that has come up with a a vivid uh, recollection of what happened. So now it's time for people to do their due diligence. And and really, that that didn't end that day. That should have been the starting point when the pastor resigned. And then when the woman spoke of the abuse, that's when it's time to start the investigation. Uh, it, It shouldn't be swept under the rug. It shouldn't be left as is. It should be Investigated, and if it is determined that this man broke the law, that he should be accountable to the law and charges pressed. Uh, if not, if the things the woman have said are false, then let it be adultery, let the man resign and let the man seek biblical counseling and restoration and repentance, and uh, let her seek repentance and restoration, and let this thing work out biblically in that sense. But in this case, this is a heavy accusation that needs to be investigated and not just immediately taking each one's word for what it is. Now, again, you're going to hear me say, don't believe women, don't listen to women. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you listen with intent. You listen boldly. You listen prayerfully. You listen seriously. And then you take these accusations, and you seriously, prayerfully, and even in fasting— Begin The process of investigation to find out what's right and what's wrong. And I think there is more to be said for someone that does that than someone to just say, oh, well, he sexually abused you. Let's let's stone him essentially. Right. Or she sexually or physically abused you, man. Let's go stone her. Let's cast her out. No, I don't think that's how we should approach these things, but that's how our culture would want you to approach it. That's how our culture would try to infiltrate the church and want church leaders to approach accusations in this way. But I think we are more biblical when we do what the Bible teaches us and we examine the claims. We examine the person making the claims. We examine the person the claims are against. And then we go from there in prayer and fasting and really try to come to a biblical outcome. Uh one that is right, one that is true. So whichever way that goes, let that person be held accountable. So um that's kind of all I wanted to talk about today because that's kind of the the, the big talk right now. You know, Amber Heard has made her statement. Many, many women in feminist groups are are applauding that and I think that has kind of infiltrated the church. Uh, and again, please hear me. I'm not saying that don't listen to women. I'm saying, yes, listen to women, but let's really do our due diligence to make sure we are on the right track and come to a truthful outcome. And whatever the case may be, may that person be held accountable if found to be true. So I know that this is, uh, potentially controversial. I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, what should be done? Should we just take everybody's word for it and just start executing people in the streets? That's a little, uh, obviously a little stretch there, executing people in the streets. Uh, but do we immediately say that they're guilty or, or people should we assume that they are innocent until proven guilty, whether that be in a biblical context or a court of law or both. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I think, um, There's going to be a lot of thoughts. I don't know if you'll put them out there. I hope you do. And uh, until next time, we're going to be talking about, again, next time we'll go more in-depth on this Southern Baptist report. I I will probably speak about some of these shootings that have happened recently and try to look at this from a biblical perspective.